Let's do it, folks. It is live on what is a brisk Saturday morning. Good morning, and welcome to our program. Jared Taylor is running the boards and ready to answer the phones. I am ready to answer the questions. We're the, in the answer mode here right now. So I hope you'll pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour live on this uh, Veterans Day weekend. Kind of an extended weekend, a little bit. And uh, so I hope you'll call. Please give us a call. Let's talk about the plants at your place. What can you do to get ready for the winter time? What needs to be done yet this fall? Uh, any Christmas gift giving ideas that I can help you with? Any uh, any transplanting questions you might have? Any late fall questions about your lawn or about your garden? Uh, overwintering uh, house plants? Any uh, winter color ideas? Suggestions? Those are things we can talk about. There are lots of things we can talk about. But you have to initiate that phone call. I don't make outgoing phone calls. That would be weird. Would you like to be on the radio and talk about your plants? No. What are you calling me for? Eight eight eight. You get enough spam calls already. You don't need one from me. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. So that's what we have, and uh, I hope you'll hope you'll get involved. It's been a uh, it's been a strange week. Warm, very very warm, and now very very chilly. It's I think we noticed the chill because we um, got used to the warm, and uh, there's no no getting acclimated when it's that warm, and uh, that's the way it is with our plants. We need to stair step down to the first hard freeze of 26 28 degrees. If we go suddenly there, then our plants suffer because of it. And it's better to have some of this progressive cold like we're having right now. Uh, if you have St. Augustine, you're likely to be seeing brown patch because we have had rain across Texas in the last couple of weeks. That's one of the prerequisites. The other is cool weather. Brown patch, also called large patch by some of the plant pathologists who just were not content with, with a simple name like brown patch, which kind of really described it, um, large patch in my mind, after all these years of describing it to people, doesn't describe it because it doesn't make large patches. They're about 18 to 24 inches in diameter. It looked like you put a garbage can lid down on the lawn and picked it up, and there's the patch, and that's brown patch. Uh, but it hits St. Augustine. It'll hit Zoysia also, but it really hits St. Augustine when it gets cool and when it gets wet, and that's usually late October, November. So we're there now, and... Um, when you pull on the blades of the grass, uh, St. Augustine, they will come loose in your hands very easily. The runners remain attached. It is a leaf disease. It attacks the, the blades right where they attach to the runners. And, uh, and so it, uh, it attacks the sheath of the leaf blade. You can see where it's rotted. You'll see the lawn turning kind of yellowish in these round patches. They're unusually round. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about spots on the blades. I'm talking about the, the, the patch of the disease. And then about three days later, it's brown in those areas. And then you'll see another one over there, maybe five feet, and another one over there, three feet, and eight feet all over the lawn. Looks like somebody was 100 feet up and dropped brown paint down on your lawn. 
and uh, then they will coalesce into one another, and then they begin to take on a larger patch. Maybe that's why they decided to change the name. I don't know. But anyway, it is a leaf disease. It won't kill the grass. It weakens the grass a good bit, so you do want to treat for it. Azoxystrobin, the same fungicide that's recommended for take-all root rot and gray leaf spot. Those are both patch diseases that do attack large areas. Um, those are, uh, those are uh, take-all root rot is a spring disease. Gray leaf spot is a summer disease. And uh, those are uh, controlled by azoxystrobin. Azoxystrobin is... As far as I know, still available only in one product at consumer level, and that is uh, Holtz from Scott's. The Scott's uh, people have a, a fungicide that contains azoxystrobin, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-I-N. Yeah, I'm sure you got that spelling on one quick run-through, but just ask for uh, Scott's Holtz where you get garden supplies, and, and if they have it, you'll have azoxystrobin. If they don't have it, you'll need to keep shopping. Other fungicides will work on brown patch. Just look for something that says it will control patch diseases in St. Augustine. Um, so that's, that's enough. We have a call. I'm going to take our first break. Um, we can talk about other things of, of November interest if, uh, if need be, but hopefully you'll call. We have two lines open right now at 888 888- 256-1080, we broadcast over about 33 stations, uh, and uh, as far north as Amarillo, you don't go much farther north, and as far south as Corpus Christi, you don't go much farther south than that, and Victoria, and uh, west, we go all the way to Alpine in the Big Bend country, and all the way east to Crockett, almost to Louisiana, so it covers a big swath. It's a lot of square miles, and in the meanwhile, we pick up my hometown of Bryan College Station and a lot of other stations. So thank you all stations for carrying this program, and uh, thank you all for listening. Give us a call one more time, that number, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book. And of the work that I've done in my career, which spans now five decades here in Texas, I am probably most satisfied with this because I've worked a year on it to get it exactly the way I wanted it. This was a book that I self-published instead of going through a publishing house. Number one, I could keep the price a lot lower, probably $20 lower to you by doing it that way. And secondly, I could hire uh, Carolyn Skye and Cindy Smith as my editor and graphic designer, respectively, and the three of us could work on the book to make it exactly the way we thought it needed to be. And that's the way it worked out, 344 pages. 840 of my best photos. And I'll tell you more about the book in a minute, but here is the Christmas special for a limited time. And I have to pull the plug on this before Christmas because we have to have time to get them signed and in the mail. Here is the offer. The book is $38.95, but the second and third book shipped to the same address are only $33.95 each. You save $5 
for these books if you order them at the same time and have them shipped to the same address. This book covers everything about outdoor gardening in Texas, from lawns and landscapes to fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. It's all in there. There's even a, a full chapter, chapter 2, 48 pages, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. That's a perpetual calendar. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed with this book, or I'll refund every penny. I've sold more than 75,000 copies, and I've not had one request for a refund. refund. So that's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. First book at regular price of thirty-eight ninety-five. Second and third book shipped to the same address, only thirty-three ninety-five. Get it while I am still able to offer this uh, very special offer. And uh, there are two ways you can buy it. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. One is by going to my website. The other is by calling my office Monday through Friday business hours. The office phone number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to go to neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. And let me tell you about Mueller right now. This is a great deal of pleasure. I'm, I'm honored to have this opportunity. It's Mueller Business uh, uh, Buildings and Mueller uh, uh, Greenhouses and Mueller Metal Roofs. But let's talk about the buildings right now. Why should you pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own your own genuine Mueller building? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble. They're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution right there in your own backyard. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's standard series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online. That's at MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Get a free customized building estimate. And while you're there... Click on their color selector tool to make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Mueller Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit these great people at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means you're going to get a steel building for permanent storage. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. Kelly Robinson, they're a friend of very long standing. Uh, let's um, go to our first call today. Let me give you that phone number, though. I want to make sure we get the lines filled up. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. This is always, historically, I've done this program 35 years now, and historically I know this is the best uh, uh, time of the year to call through because it's the, the quietest time and uh, no apologies for that I've seen it happen year after year after year the first year it worried me second year I said I think this is what I'm last year and from that point on I knew it always is what happens so this is your chance 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour Wes is in Woodville Wes this is Neil good morning 
sound a lot better than you did last week. Glad last week better. with last week with vertigo was a low ebb, and I am on the high wave today, doing much better. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. That's good. Thank you. I had a question I have for you. I live on my old family farm. My great great grandpa planted pecan trees, and they are they're huge. They're five six foot thick through the base of them, but they quit producing. I'm wondering what I could do to make them start producing again. Well, this has been going on the last three or four years. They've not produced. Pecans are alternate bearing trees, meaning that they will have some years that are a lot better than others. And so to some degree, that may be part of it, Wes. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic completely about that. I would check with your, here, here would be my game plan. The first thing I would do is call the county extension office, talk to the county agent who is in charge of, of agriculture, and ask if that has been true across the county. Because it may be okay. just, it may be common to all pecans in, in your county, and, and that would be good to know. Uh, the last two years have been very bad in pecans in a lot of parts of Texas, including my yard. We have 11 acres and we live in a pecan forest. And the last two years have been very light on pecans. One reason being the extreme cold of February 2021 that just annihilated pecans for, for last year, a year ago. And then the drought gotcha. this year has been just devastating to them. And so we've had two gotcha. very explainable uh, low crops. Uh, so it may be nothing more than that, and, and these trees may be saying, okay, Wes, watch out. We're going to show you, and, you know, a good year may be coming. Uh, pecans also do kind of taper down as trees get older and older and older. Uh, they also right. respond to nitrogen fertilizer. If you haven't been fertilizing them, they might they might respond to a feeding program. Yeah, I, I do the fertilizing on them, but the, um, the pH, the lime and all, is there a certain certain level? they're supposed to be on yeah believe me i live in a highly alkaline uh, area of texas and that is a question that has never come across my ears before from the <laughs> from the part of texas that i live in and, and west um, lime is usually not something we have to add to pecans we're running from the lime and and uh, trying to uh, correct a zinc deficiency because of lime uh, alkaline soils uh, I doubt that you'll have to worry too much about that. I don't think that's going to be a major problem. What I would do, let me see, I've got on my, I'm working off my laptop. Let me get you a fact sheet that is very, very helpful. Hang on just a second. It's, uh, I have a hub that A&M provides called Fruit and Nut Resources, and I just leave it as my bookmark. It, it's a thing that's open to the public. It's nothing I've assembled. It's called Fruit and Nut Resources. And then on pecans, there is a, are these native or improved varieties? Do you know? Uh, they they found to be native. They're so old. These trees okay. are probably 120 years old. All right. The native uh, fact sheet is E-610. It's a fact sheet on production of pecans from native pecans, E-610. And uh, you you scroll down talks about site preparation of uh, floodplain, et cetera, et cetera. It even talks about timber buyers, cultivation, management practices, insect and vertebrate pests, harvesting, a uh, lot more information there. So there's, there's good information on that one. Let me back out and look at the other one because the one on improved varieties may 
have uh, some information that you could use. These are written by the finest. Uh, it's Monty Nesbitt, Larry Stein, and Jim Thomas. There are no better resources in the Extension Service. And as I scroll down through the, uh, the one on improved pecans, there's a great deal of information that will help you on improving crop yield. So, okay. or, orchard oh, yeah. floor management. And let me give you that number. I didn't get that when I was up the top of it. It's E-609. It's a prior number. Those two things okay. would help a great deal. Hey, thank you very much, Neil. I appreciate that. I'm glad to hear from you. I, I love getting calls from East Texas. That's a beautiful part of Texas. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you. thank you very much. Yes, sir. All right. That opens the line. If you'd like to call, we'd love to hear from you. Get back to my call screen. I'm going to uh, Cook's Point in just a moment. The phone number is 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080, and I think we can do that right now. In fact, let's do that. We have Eric in, is it Cook's Point? Cook's Point. Cook's Point. Where is that, Eric? Uh, between Caldwell and Bryan. Gosh, I should know that. It's my home home base. I, I kind of figured you, uh, yeah, I figured you would. Well, anyway. bad on Neil. I've been gone too long, I guess. Well, how can I help you? We'll put you in time out or nothing. You're, you're, you're good. <laughs> All right. What can I do um, to help? I just got some property with some um, uh, a house and everything. I'll plant some fruit trees. And I know we've had some cold winters recently. I'm just curious if the, a freeze or heavy frost would hurt the root system. If I, I want some figs and five peach, plum trees, you know. All right, you're thinking about planting them now, and you're wondering if cold would hurt them? Yes, sir. All right. Do you have a source already located, and you're and you're wondering that? Uh, yes, sir. I pretty much know where I want them at. Well, that wasn't what I was asking, though. If you have a source and they're growing in containers right now, uh, you could go ahead and buy them, plant them, uh, and you'd be all set. All the roots are there. You can plant them. They'll never know if they've been transplanted. They'll do fine. Um, many of the people who, uh, who establish orchards do not plant out of containers. They buy bare-rooted trees where there's no soil around the roots of the trees and those yes, trees sir. are dug during the winter time after the first hard freeze it's a little bit ahead of that schedule they won't be dug until probably a month or five six weeks from now and so that would be something you do more around christmas or january um, not so much with figs but certainly with peaches and plums apricots well not apricots apples pears things of that sort so that's a midwinter thing. But if you have them already located somewhere in a nursery and they have them in containers, then yes, you could plant those right now. Um, I might, um, well, you're pretty far south. I was going to say I might wait on figs. For my listeners who are on, listening to other stations farther north in colder climates, I would wait to plant figs until late winter or even spring to let them get as established as possible before next winter, a year from now. But in, in the uh, central part of Texas and south Texas, you could go ahead and plant figs now. There's not much uh, risk with them. But all the rest yes, of sir. them can be planted at any time. Okay. That's all I wanted to bother you about. Is was, I was curious. You know, I, I know where I'm going to get them from. Uh, they're, like I said, like you said, they are potted. So. Okay. 
One one other thing I want to tell you, Eric, uh, as a as a since I'm not I, and I'm not fishing to find out where you're talking about buying them. I I really don't want to know. This is a generic comment. Be very careful that you buy varieties that are recommended for your county or your region in Texas. Uh, that becomes especially important with things like peaches and the chilling requirement that they have. Are you familiar with that term? Uh, no, sir. All right, I'll explain that. And then also with pecans on whether they are eastern or western pecans. You heard the gentleman asking about pecans in Woodville, which is way east in Texas. You have to have, uh, with pecans, you have to have disease-resistant pecans in east Texas. Uh, the, the varieties that he grows, um, he, he cannot grow some of the varieties that could be very well grown in San Angelo or, or uh, Abilene. They won't do well in, in Woodville, so it becomes very important on pecans that you get an eastern variety if you're way over in East Texas. You would want an eastern variety. All right, now for, for, uh, for peaches and plums, especially peaches, chilling is the number of hours between 32 and 45 degrees. You, you need to know how many hours your part of, uh, of, of Texas gets uh, in, that, in that range. Uh, of of uh, hours below uh, above freezing below 45 degrees those are the chilling hours chilling is what triggers the flowering mechanism in peach and plum trees and some other trees but especially peaches and plums and apricots the stone fruit and if you don't if you have a variety that doesn't get enough chilling it it will not bloom properly if you get a a variety that doesn't need much chilling before it will bloom uh, that, that is intended, that was developed to be grown in the Rio Grande Valley where they don't get much cold weather, then you get a nice cold spell in December, it may decide to bloom on the 1st of January. Well, that's mm-hmm. not going to play too well in the Bryan College Station Caldwell area. It's going to bloom too soon. It'll freeze. And so you need right. to match up with the chilling hours for your area. And so you need to get the map. You can you can ask this question uh, of Google: How many chilling hours? Uh, I don't think I'd use Coke's Point. I think I'd say, Does Bryan, Texas, get or College Station, Texas, get? And uh, you'll get an answer right back. How many how many average chilling hours does College Station, Texas, get? And you'll get an answer back. It may be uh, 600 or whatever it is, and yeah. you need to match that. So that's very critical. When you buy your varieties, make sure that you buy varieties that match that chilling hour. Otherwise, you may get a variety that will never bloom or one that blooms way too early. It's good to know because my last place I had, I bought a peach tree and planted it and bloomed way too early. But there now I know it's because of the, the chilling hours. There you. That's exactly right. Stay away from Alberta peaches. There is no such thing anymore. That that variety was a hundred years ago, and it's just a name. And 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 growers that are just trying to make a buck will slap that name on varieties that that they. Well, I, I don't even want to go there. But they're they're not ethical. Yes. Stay away from Alberta. Stay away from Bartlett pears. They will not grow in most of Texas because of fire blight. So just just be mindful. Okay. Good All right. All right. Appreciate your call. Have a good one. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your time, All sir. Right. Have a good weekend. You bet. That was uh, something when I was working on my book that I spent a lot of time uh, uh, putting the maps in and 
and the varieties that you want to be sure you grow and the varieties you want to be sure you don't grow, don't buy. And the best way to do it is buy from a local independent retail garden center wherever you buy because those are the people who buy locally, who buy because they know what needs to be grown locally and stay away from the, the big national corporations that buy from some far away, you know, their buyer is located out of state. Um, so anyway, now you can buy your fruit trees mail order, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you buy from a reputable mail order source. But just uh, know what variety you're buying. My electronic newsletter is called eGardens, as in electronic. We've been doing it for 18 years. It goes to 80,000 homes, and uh, I'd love to have you subscribe to eGardens. There always are five stories in Neil Spray's eGardens. One of those stories is always uh, the uh, featured plant of the week, something that's very timely for that particular weekend coming up. It comes out Thursday at 6 p.m., so it is intended to be useful Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right afterwards. Uh, One of the stories is Always Gardening This Weekend, where I point out the things that are most critical to get done in the ensuing three days. And one of the stories is always the the highly expanded Q&A section, where I answer your questions. So that's Neil Sperry's eGardens with with all that information, and uh, then a couple of other stories as well. This week we had Diane Sitton, who did a wonderful story of a trip that she took to Galveston to their historic garden area. And uh, Stephen Shambly will have a story this upcoming week. So it's, and you never know what Stephen's going to write about. So it's always fun to see eGardens. It's free and always will be. I will never spam you. And you'll never get any extraneous email because you have signed up for eGardens. And I certainly will not give or sell your email to anybody. That's eGardens, Neil Sperry's eGardens. You can see what it looks like right where you sign up for it, and that is at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Same place you go to buy my book, but in this case, you click on the eGardens tab. There will be your sample, and there will be where you sign up. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. Let me emphasize that phone number once again, 888-256-1080. Call right now, won't you please? Don't be calling at 5 till 12 and wondering why you can't get on the air. Actually, because by then I'll be off the air a minute earlier than that. Give a call now, won't you please? 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. It's uh, a lot of fun to visit, 888 888- Two five six ten eighty. This is your chance to call. If you uh, have ever considered building a greenhouse, let me encourage that more than anything else that you could ever possibly uh, put into your uh, into your yard, because it is the greatest thing to have during the winter time. You will find yourself just really enjoying gardening. It's 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 a miniature form of landscaping and gardening. You'll find that you'll uh, develop a real passion for small plants, either propagating plants or uh, uh, small. I have always had a fondness for succulents. They are small and they stay small, and so I've always enjoyed them. Then I got into aloes. There are hundreds of species of aloes and hybrids. And then I realized, oh my goodness, I have bought some aloes that are tree aloes. They'll get 15 feet tall. So I thinned out my 
inventory and and uh, went uh, instead to uh, types that uh, stay very small. They're almost grass-like, but they're just are so many different and very interesting plants. At one point, I had about 400 different species and and hybrids and cultivars of of Haworthias, which are sisters to aloes. It's just a lot of fun to have a greenhouse where you can uh, play and and uh, enjoy horticulture from all over the world right there at your fingertips. Matthew is in Crockett. We go back to East Texas. That's a fun place to be. Matthew, this is Neil. Good uh, morning. How can I help you? Yes, I would ask you a question about uh, the uh, plum tree. When is the best time to uh, prune a plum tree? I have some of the medley plum trees, and I've been having kind of bad luck these last few years. Uh, You want to prune plum trees during the wintertime. And your goal in pruning a plum is to keep it short and keep it spreading. Matthew, you want to have it, you know, it's kind of hard once you have one that's established to go back and, and make it this shape. But the perfect uh, methylene plum tree would be probably about 9 feet tall and about 15 or 16 feet wide and shaped like a cereal bowl. When you have one that's big and rounded, you can't go back and make that happen but you want to try to come close if you can. So you remove anything that's really strongly vertical, anything that goes straight up, because you can't get up there to pick the fruit anyway. And yes, it's hard to, hard to spray it. And it also, those, those uh, straight-up branches uh, have a tendency to get too heavy and they'll break the trees. So it, you, you want to keep the branches kind of flat, growing parallel to the ground. The time to yes, do it sir. is the middle of the winter time when you can see everything really well. You you can see through the trees. So so uh, uh, late December after Christmas and then January would be your best time. That that four or five weeks. Okay then, I will listen to you talk about the peach trees too, uh, about the chilling hours and things like that. I've been I've been having bad luck with peach. I done planted two and I end up losing both of them. But uh, I wonder what. Peach tree is uh, more common for my area with the chilling hours, like you were saying. You know, I'd want to go to the map and see how many chilling hours you get. You won't get as as much as uh, even Bryan College Station will, I don't believe. Let me see if I have. I think I can get to that map pretty quickly. Hang on just a second. I normally yes, don't. I normally don't open up my book, but I have a copy down at my feet. And let me just see. Um, let me see if I can get to that chilling map. It's uh, you're going to be needing. It may take me longer than I thought. I can. I'll tell you what I can do. Here we go. So you're going to be. Boy, the the zones get really narrow in your area. Let me let me have the next break, Matthew. And after the next break, I'll go ahead and take a break. And then after that break, I will. I will have your answer for you. I'll, I'll look it up and have that answer for you. I want to make sure that I do it right because um, uh, it is it is so so critical that you get the best varieties. And in your yes, part sir. of Texas, if you ever look at my book, it's about your your area is stacked about two or three counties vertically. Uh, the the zones are very narrow, um, up and down, north and south. And I want to make sure I get the right uh, right variety for you. Okay, and, and which which one of your books are you talking about? I see. I looked on there. And I looked online. You got three or four books. I'm, which one I'm exactly? A, are you 
Well, you're not going to find it online. You'll find it on my website at neilspray.com. About to do an ad for it right now. It's the next, while I'm doing this break, there'll be two other ads that will air afterwards. And while those are airing, I'll be doing the research for you. But it's the ad I'm going to do right now for Lone Star Gardening. So I'll do that. I'll have it back for you. Appreciate your call, and I'll get you an answer. And and also, uh, if you don't want to buy the, I'm my goal in doing my radio program has never been to sell my book. You don't have to uh, have a copy of my book in hand to, to listen to my radio program. I don't work that way. Uh, you can find the same information from that fact sheet uh, mentioned that I had. Um, in fact, let me go to that, and I will tell you right now. Hang on just a moment. Let me get the fruit and nut resources back up again, and I will tell you on peaches that fact sheet number is EHT-022. EHT-022, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. It's called Peaches, and it will have exactly what I'm going to look up for. You can have it almost as fast as I do. I may just look it up there. EHT-022. Peaches from Texas A&M, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, and you don't have to buy the book to get that. But if you want other things out of the book, then obviously they're not going to be on that, but that's the fact sheet from uh, Jim Thomas, Larry Stein, and Monty Nesbitt. They worked and put all these fact sheets together, and they're just they're fabulous guys. So anyway, I hope that helps. I'll have that ready for you. Stay tuned. All right, folks, uh, if you'd like to give me a call, I would be grateful. You'll hear a grateful horticulturist on the other end of the line as we uh, progress through the program, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, 888-256-1080. And I will go ahead and confess that, that my background is in landscape horticulture, not fruit and pecans. And so I worked harder on the fruit and pecan chapter than I did any other chapter in the book. I just... Not embarrassed to tell you that. Might as well be honest about it. And uh, so that's why I always uh, keep uh, information right at hand. That's not my specialty. Um, But here is the offer I have for you on my book. This book is chalked full of information. I think you will find it to be extremely helpful. I have said for many years, uh, I believe this book, well, it's not book hadn't been out that many years, but since it came out, I have said this, I think, is the only reference you will need uh, to be a successful gardener in the state of Texas. I believe it is. I hope it is. My sat- Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, my promise to you, uh, or I'll refund every penny that you invest in this book. I have not been asked to refund any penny that anybody's invested to date. 75,000 copies sold and signed. Not one request for a refund. Now, here is what the book has in it. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants. Then chapters 3 through 11 are extremely detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, uh, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. These are, as I said, very detailed chapters. 840 of my photographs, 344 pages. It's a hardback, and it was printed in Texas, not in China. I sign each copy as it sells, and I'd love to sell one to you. Now, it's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I have a Christmas special for you if you want to buy a couple to give as gifts. The first book is at regular price of $38.95. That's a bargain. 
book with that many uh, photos on high-quality paper or hardback would be much more than that if you bought it in a store. It'd be in the 50s somewhere, $55, $60. This book is $38.95, satisfaction guaranteed. But the Christmas special offer for a limited time, second and third books shipped to the same address are only $33.95 each if shipped in the same box to you. Now, this uh, works out beautifully, and you also save on shipping on the postage by shipping together. You can order from my website, or you can call my office Monday through Friday. The office number, if that's the way you choose to do it, is 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. Remember, this book is not in stores and not on Amazon. If you want to order it online, it's neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. And uh, we uh, go back to the question Matthew had from Crockett, the best uh, peach varieties for Crockett. And uh, in doing my very quick research during that break, the... uh, Recommended uh, recommendations uh, would include Spring Gold, Sentinel, Harvester, and Redskin. Those are Texas A&M recommendations, so I will go with those four. That, those are the people that know uh, fruit varieties. Spring Gold, Sentinel, Harvester, and Redskin. Those uh, may be available at uh, independent retail garden centers in your area. Uh, if not, they are available from Womack Nursery in DeLeon, Texas. W O M A C K Nursery De Leon, Texas. I don't know, uh, but uh, they have occasionally bought ads in my program, so I do need to tell you that. But they are a good source. NeilSperry.com is my website, and I'd love to invite you to go there if you have interest in seeing my weekly garden newsletter, E Gardens, and signing up for it, buying my book, or seeing my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. Again, that's N E I L S P E R R Y dot com. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. Mueller's been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. Their easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, 6x9 to 12x21. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company, a great one. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means greenhouses. More after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Let's go back to our phones. We have Becky in Sunset. Becky, I have about a minute. How can I help? Um, hi, Neil. I have um, a Vitex in my yard that is a bush. And um, it's about four foot tall, and I really would like to train it into a tree. And I'm wondering when to prune and how much I can prune it. 
you do that it. during the you do that during the winter time when you can see through it and and uh, get a vision for how the branching is going to happen. I've been around uh-huh. Vitex all of my life, Becky, and I could I could count on one hand uh, the Vitex trees that I've seen that that really were successful as single trunk trees. Now you can make them uh, uh, three trunk trees pretty easily, but their tr- their uh-huh. trunks are crooked. And so you can't get them straight unless you start with a very young tree. I mean, a brand new, uh, brand new cutting that's just been rooted. So I, I would encourage you to try to develop it as a multi-trunk tree if you're going to do it. And, yes, and, that's what I'll do. That's okay, what and I'll then do. just just uh, start removing lower branches. Never come up farther than forty percent of the way up the height of the tree. So if you have a five foot okay. tree, don't come up more than two feet on your on your. Okay. Tree. Yeah. That'll do it. All right. All Wonderful. Right. Thank girl. you. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening, everybody. Jared Taylor, great job. Until next week, happy gardening.